Hello, and welcome to the Cheers Mama podcast. My name is Katie. I am a mom, a wife, a coach, and a full-time working woman in this world. And I am so passionate about helping working moms reconnect with themselves and reclaim their energy. On this podcast, we're all about the real talk. We're going to share the challenges and the joys of working mamahood, open up the conversation, and share the stories of the great work that women are doing in this world. So buckle up, grab your favorite beverage, and join us for the conversation. I am so happy you're here. Hello, hello. I'm excited for another interview with a soul sister, Bianca Mora. Hi, Bianca. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, we just had a conversation not that long ago for your podcast. And at the end of it, I was like, we got to do this again, where I can interview you and share all of the amazing things that you are doing. Because we were having a friend conversation and it was awesome. And there were so many nuggets of goodness there. So um, I will link that at some point in our show notes so you guys can find it. Um, but you're amazing. And we were connected, have been connected for a little while now. And I just want to share before we get deep dive into what you do um, and who you are, how we met. So we met through our business community, soul sister, mastermind, whatever you will call it. Um, and we just, I don't know, there's just some people where you end up connecting really easily with virtually. And I don't know how many conversations we've just had just you and I on Zoom. We're not, we don't live in the same place. And it's, it's always awesome. <laughs> I don't even know when the first time we spoke alone was. I don't remember it, but I'm so glad it happened. <laughs> yeah. And it's always so easy and fun. And that's when you know, like, let's just keep this going. Um, you do some pretty awesome things. And every conversation we have, there's 100% definitely laughter and always some sort of <laughs> tears, too. There, it's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> um, just listening to your podcast the other day, actually, I was like, this is, I got to pull over. Like you, yeah. share some, <laughs> you share some really awesome, good stuff. And look, that's what we're about here. Um, we're about fun always. That's in the thread of everything we do. That's why the podcast is called cheers mama, but also we're about the real talk. So, yep. Okay. So let me read a quick bio of who you are. So Bianca is a photographic artist, an educator, a coach using photographic practice to connect to self-discovery presence and initially, oh, intentionally in life. That's one of my favorite words, intention. Mm, can you tell us just a little bit more, elaborate on that? It's really funny because I, I don't think I did message you after, but I when I went to schedule this, I was in a rush. And at first I was like, oh, darn. Like I couldn't skip over these questions because it's required for the booking. And then, so I was like, how do I say this succinctly? Because I'm just not naturally a succinct person. And then when this came out, like so quickly, I was chuckling to myself because I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, Katie. Like for the first time in my life, I was able to say it like, I'm like, this is so, it feels so correct and indicative of what it is. Um, so I very intentionally chose the term photographic practice because, you know, I'm a photographer. I'm, you know, professionally, I went to school for it, yada, yada. But I feel so damn passionately that this craft, the photographic medium, and it's not just 
with professional cameras. Like literally, I mean, like picking up your phone, like the, the pictures you take throughout the day, whether they're silly or boring or whatever, like that is the photographic practice I'm talking about. Like I go, I love creating with my camera, but I go months without touching my big camera. Like the, the main source of my photographic practice is my cell phone camera. And I just feel so passionately that it is like our secret weapon, golden key that sits in our back pocket or our pocketbook all day long. That really is a portal for us to dive deeper into um, ourselves, our presence, and at, in the greater scheme, a more intentional life. Yeah, mm, that's so beautiful. And your 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 photography is art, and and all for I mean, all photography is art. But what you do, you open up, at least from a busy mom mindset, the possibility of, and the idea that we are the ones capturing the moments. And it, that mm-hmm. like, that is the key. It's literally right in our hand yeah. and not, you can't always get that in a brand photography or styled, you know, photographic session when you're the busy parent and your kids holding onto your leg and you're looking down and you happen to have your phone, like snap, that's the, like, that's a mm-hmm. beautiful moment that no professional camera can capture. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That's what I so lovingly and so like, honestly tell my clients and what I say as many times as I can is that like I love my work I love my craft I love that unique situation of being in a photo session with the family and tapping in and documenting in the realest way I can but I tell them I can never take the most precious pictures of your life for you Mm. only you can do that I could never do that just by me being there. Like we can make something beautiful together. Something crazily epic can happen in that session. And that's amazing. But the most important moments of your life are the most intimate ones. And those are going to be the ones that only you have access to. And that's how it should be. Um, well, I believe that's <laughs> that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, it's very, very, very important for me to, it's like one of my highest values in my business and my life is to be like a, an empowerment source for others. And to always, um, I kind of, uh, I block the whole, uh, you create magical moments and how are you doing that? I'm like, it's not, I have the same type of eyeballs that you have. Like I promise you, it's just a muscle that once you see, you can't unsee. It's like a rubber band. Once you're stretched, you cannot go back. Um, and so it only gets better the more we use that muscle. Yeah, and I love that. And your podcast is called Help Me See, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? Like no coincidence. Yeah, I mean, I think so. My mom was a really big and still is a really big. She's a picture taker of the family. And her dad was the picture taker of the family. And the picture taker of the family sometimes gets the eye rolls and the like, oh, come on. But man, I, I kind of am for my family. And I have all the magic you know, that I can access at any time and share out in those memories, especially with my kids when they were little, we love to, you know, scroll on the phone and look at videos and pictures of when they were little. And and it's not the professional pictures that someone else took who, I mean, I have an amazing photographer friend. She's amazing. She somehow gets my kids in like gorgeous light, um, mm-hmm. but, and to smile, which I cannot do, but it's those intimate pictures that are like, Oh, I remember that day. I remember how mm-hmm. I felt. I think such an important part of the conversation, well, it's twofold. It's one, it doesn't, 
this conversation around in-betweens or like documentary versus formal, like there is nothing wrong with wanting super scenic, traditional style family portraits. We all want them. I, I just as the same as anyone else, love a good picture where both my boys are looking at the camera at once. But it's not, it's the and both here. It's not about just that. And I think so often we are naturally funnel our vision to that because uh, oftentimes like there's only room for an investment for once a year. And it's, mm. you know, if I have to choose it's this and that's totally fine. But there's also such a wealth of opportunity for you to fill in that holistic picture with the, what you're doing. Um, and also it sounds a little bit contradictory, but, but I'm going to say it, uh, because I truly believe it. Uh, there's this quote by Dorothy Ling. She's a documentary photographer and it, she says, oh, I might butcher it, not say it completely right, but she says, uh, the camera is a tool that helps people see without when they're not taking a picture. It's something like that. Mm. And that's what it is. Like 1000%. I love photographs with my whole being. But I don't believe they're the point. I think they are an epic, amazing, transformative, transcendent gift. But the point is the recognition of, it makes me want to cry every time I say it, but like, oh, like, I want to take a picture of this. Whether or not you do, it's that moment where you wake up in your life and you stop for a fucking second. I'm sorry, do I curse? <laughs> <laughs> Where you wake up for a second and it's like, whether or not it's, a, you're at the Grand Canyon or you're in a walk in the park and you're like, oh my gosh, that tiny flower is so beautiful. It doesn't matter. Like, it's that. And so harnessing your ability to like notice what you notice is like the biggest unlock. So you know, some people like maybe they just really don't love being attached to their phones and they don't love having a camera around their neck. Um, but even for someone like that, uh, I believe that nurturing that, I don't want to call it a skill. I really truly believe it's like a practice, like a yoga practice. Like you go on your mat. It's not about how deeply you can stretch or how crazy the pose is. It's about just being there and breathing, um, whether or not you end up taking the picture. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And what, what, you know, busy moms that I talk to and busy caregivers, busy anybody, humans, what mm -hmm. everyone says they crave more is more presence and more clarity mm -hmm. and more space. And, and yes, we don't want to have a phone with us at all times. But what happens if there's a moment where you want to take a picture and your phone's inside, then just mm -hmm. like take in the moment. And that, mm -hmm. but you're by taking pictures it kind of does like train. It's a, it's a skill set. It trains you to be able to be present in the moment. Well, it's like a, that thing, like a red truck. You think about a red truck, you see red trucks everywhere. You take a picture of something, you fixated on it for a second, like, and you start to recognize the type of moments that you notice that you notice and you see more of it in your life. Like, it's funny. I, my first course that I created, I called it manifest your memories looking back, don't know if it was the best idea it has nothing to do with about like a manifestation in a, you know, the way we talk about it now, but I meant it in that way. It felt so relevant. I'm like manifesting your, your future memories. It's like being able to see your right moments, the moments that make you feel alive, no matter what they are, what they feel like, what it, it consists of it. You're able to create more of them by just merely seeing more of them like naturally over time. Yeah. Mm, I love, ah, 
it still it still rolls off the tongue beautifully though manifest your moments your memories yeah memories 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 moments see all the things right all the m words um and it's you know it's so so interesting too because i do think about my childhood and and people in the family saying put your put your phone down to my mom and be in the be in the moment and it's like that actually helps her be more in the moment you know yes I feel that's like the the drum that I'll never stop beating is that your your I don't believe your photo habit is a barrier to presence like it doesn't have to be at all as to as long so long as you are clear with yourself over you know that feeling inside like am I doing this as a performative act? am I doing this because I feel pressure to post something on social media am I doing this because like for anything other than like that purity of like recognition of a moment what do I say I say a photograph is the acknowledgement and the recognition and gratitude for a moment that's really what it is it's a beautiful thing so you know I think in today's modern world you know phones are kind of vilified and it's like a shameful thing to to you have to take a photo why can't you just be here it's like that's my version of being here like that's my version of like a testament to like the reverence I have for this moment as casual as it may seem or as annoying to some as it may seem it's really a beautiful thing yeah and I'm all about the reframe in anything I mean that's Mm -hmm. one of the major conversations we have all the time in our community it's just I mean it, it just keeps coming up constantly because there are stories that we all tell ourselves that society tells us that we all feel locked into but it doesn't have to be your story your story can be your story and if that's what you want to do and if you want to stop and and be in the moment with and take a picture great if you want to stop and be in the moment and not take a picture that's fine too Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. but moments are fleeting and we're Mm -hmm. missing so many of them too Mm -hmm. and photography Mm -hmm. is a way to, to be able to capture Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're just at a unique time in history where so many people have access to photos, to phones, or well, both cameras through their phones. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that you're just reframing this too for, for us. It's great. It's great. Yeah. And frames are photography talk. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, there's always laughter. I have to laugh now. Reframing. Okay. So, um, so I have a couple things just here. You know, why is having your photo taken sometimes, why does it feel so hard? Mm-hmm. It's a big question. I mean, it's a question. It's, yeah. They're so... There's so much. And, you know, with this question and, and I'm certainly not immune to, to it feeling weird. I mean, sometimes the camera gets turned around on me and I'm like, I, I forget how to naturally be in my body. And <laughs> so I get it. Um, I think that there's just a lot of baggage around life and moments and our perception of self. But I think that something for me that has really eased my presence being in a photograph and in front of the camera is this deep knowing of like I think sometimes we can get confused about when someone's going to take a picture like sometimes if it's something sad or something that's not like I don't have my makeup on or whatever it's like well why would I want to remember this or is this not it's not the point it's not the point that every single photo you take um, it has the possibility of being shared with someone else. Like it's, the point is that it's 
a visual journal, a visual diary for you to carry throughout your life. So when, when you're doing something that's just for you, when you're doing something with zero expectation of anyone else seeing it, there's something that eases with that. Um, you know, and I believe really strongly to, to make it an effort to not make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. Um, something that is relevant for me that comes up is how most of my life I've had a problem with my profile and there was some last year I had taken a photo. I didn't intend for it to be totally profile, but the image itself, I had my two boys and I was looking out the window and it was straight profile. And it was like my straight profile, the thing that I just tensed up at and never liked my whole life. And then I realized as I was editing the photo, I'm like, not only am I not bothered by it right now, but I actually fucking like it, right? Like, what is that? Like, could you, and I was thinking to myself, could, could you imagine if every photo that was ever like that, like I deleted or I always avoided the camera because I was so disturbed by that. Like, and it's hard, right? Because like those things, like you do want to respect your feelings over something. But I think that if we can pull ourselves back to a bigger picture and, you know, pull ourselves up to our wiser selves, our more all-knowing, our more like um, just open selves that we can leave room to change our minds. We can leave room to see with eyes that have lived more life. Um, so I really like to approach it in a more uh, open space and in a more just filled with ease. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And there's this whole, you know, hashtag movement of mom in the frame, get in the frame. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Because, and, and I was reading something and I don't know, maybe you wrote it, maybe someone else I know, but it was about the pictures of you with your children doing activities, whether you're, you know, your hair's up in a messy bun and you've got your like sweatpants on still, or, or you look beautiful and you're styled for, for a session. They're not for you. They're for your children to look mm -hmm. back on. I mm -hmm. love looking at pictures of my mom when I was a kid mm -hmm. playing with us and doing stuff. And there are not, a, she was always the one taking the picture. So there are not a lot of pictures of her when I was mm -hmm. a kid. I wish there were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny, because I think that there's an and both with this conversation, too, because really, these, I think that there's a way to loosely hold this idea of the photo, who are the photos for? Because what, what would help you ease into it more what would help you hold it more loosely like knowing this is for the greater good of your children to have this evidence of you or is that your gateway and then you end up coming to the understanding that maybe this is an empowering thing for you to feel seen you know what I mean like whatever the path is that you need to get there um to to feel that way is what it is I, I actually have like a, a free challenge I'll have to send you the link it's called get mama in the photo it's super, super simple, but it's just like one of the most repetitive thing I hear. And I am not excluded. I am in the camp as well as like, my partner never takes photos of me. My partner never takes photos of me. And I do believe that we should be asking and like expressing why it's important and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, it is not something that I believe we can afford to be like shrug and throw our hands up and be like, well, I guess there's just no photos of me. Like there are ways. 
you can you're you're sitting on the floor playing with your kids you could turn your cam video camera on selfie mode and just prop it up and you have that video you know what I mean like there are ways to take take the the reins on helping yourself feel seen and empowering yourself to do that and not being at the mercy of you know maybe a partner who innocently their brains just not doesn't think like that you know it's fucking annoying to be honest <laughs> but like some people it just doesn't come naturally to and you know like I can express it to my partner and maybe for a couple of days like he'll be good about it and then trails off and it's like okay it is what it is um but really this is something too important to kind of shrug off you know yeah yeah and I don't know I had a thought but it'll come back up but yeah, I just feel like it doesn't happen naturally for partners. And mm. have you seen the video of the girl where she took she takes a picture of herself, like a video of herself laughing, and she's like, "So that you people can use for my funeral to remember me because my partner <laughs> takes any photos of me." No, no, it's literally her with in like selfie mode, taking a video of herself at like lunch, laughing, and then like she falls down on a hammock, like like someone's with her, and she's laughing and like giggling. <laughs> And it's like, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, you know what? Like, even if you have to do that, I, it was hilarious. I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes. It's the best. You have to. I want to see it. Yeah. Because my partner oh. never takes any pictures of me. So like, I'll just take care of it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I love it. Um, let's see here. I want to make sure I, I hit on some of the points we want to talk. Uh, well, we were just talking about this, like normalizing non-performance. Uh, performative acts in pictures yeah. yeah I mean I think that that is another unlock for you know maybe you have a contentious relationship with with your kids when it comes to photo taking like and, and just think about it like is it something that you're like just stand there for a second because I could totally get like that too okay you know everyone look at me no look at me look at me look at me it's like I've never felt all I, I have never felt less loving than when I had just had my second son and I was trying to take a family portrait with a tripod. And I, I was like, this is, this is why people pay other people to do this. Like this is the worst thing ever. And, you know, just loosening up that narrative and being able to appreciate uh, a different kind of image really is what we're talking about. Like it's this whole thing, uh, like milestone versus journey. Um, we tend to like from whatever whether it was Kodak, whether, it, you know, Kodak moments, whatever it was over time, the moment that what seems like the Mount Everest, the precipice of something is like glorified as like the photo op. Uh, when really, what does that photo op mean if you don't have any photographs of the journey that got there? You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not saying that we don't need those, you know, celebration photos, of course, but it's such it's like the period at, at the end of a sentence, honestly. Um, so really widening your lens over what you deem to be photo worthy. And, um, and that's usually not the performative, like, here we are, we're all dressed up and we are all, are all looking our best, you know, so just like gent be gentle with yourself and, and try to think throughout your day of, you know, what might be something that you want to remember versus something that quote unquote deserves a photograph yeah yeah at social media let's not even go down that rabbit hole of like you know influencer accounts and what people share versus 
you know, there are times where I want to share something and I, and I know the feeling of what I want to share. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I got to capture the picture to, to match that. And sometimes that works. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of times, actually the feeling that I want to capture is already somewhere in a memory. And I'm mm-hmm. almost like tapped. I'm like, I want it to feel like that. We'll just go back to that Katie and share that. Um, and yep. it's always, it's always the messiness. It's never the one where I'm like, everyone smile. It's always the one where at the end of the everyone smile, I happen to catch the end picture where my kid, like, you know, is making a silly face and one's walking away. And those are always my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> always, always, always. You know, I, I, if you have any questions about your direction or what your life is feeling like, or what's important to you, scroll through your photo scroll scroll through it, take a beat and pull yourself back a little bit. Maybe get curious, maybe think to yourself, if I wasn't me and I was looking at these photos, what would, what would I be thinking? Um, you know, we, it's so, it's so common and it's so, you know, obvious to be looking for answers outside of ourselves. But I really do feel like your photo practice, especially as you harness it and you really get in tune with it being a natural extension of your day-to-day life. Like, I think it's the, I, I call it a, it's like a meditative modality. I feel like, because I believe it's like your most natural way to tap into your subconscious. It's just like a reaction. It's like you see something you want a picture of and half the time, you don't know why you're taking a picture of it. Right. So to be able to look back at those moments, the more you do them, uh, and really witness like what's important to you or even witness what you're feeling as you're looking through your photo scroll of like, are you noticing there's a gap? Like, oh, I don't, you know, have pictures of my partner in here. And I've been feeling kind of disconnected from him lately. Like, is that a coincidence? I don't know. Like, I, I don't have any pictures of myself. And I feel like a little lost right now. Is that a coincidence? Who knows? You know, um, it's just really this like archive of our own wisdom that we have access to all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's always, it's always accessible and, and right there. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Most, always. most of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Let's just talk about, cause I know you, you host classes and webinars and all sorts of things to teach people mm-hmm. how to, how to make it, you know, a practice. Um, but mm-hmm. just really quickly before we go over to that, I want to talk about um, like changing the experience you know, cause some people are, you do pr- professional, you know, mm-hmm. scheduled photography sessions. So the mm-hmm. opportunity to change and expand that experience, how, let's talk about that. Oh, of an actual photo session. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's funny. Um, oftentimes like one of the most common things I hear when I get reached out to for a photo session, is like, oh, my kids are only, you know, last for about 20 minutes, maybe 30. And it's funny because I just, um, I don't, I don't do many sessions at all, even though they're super popular because I just don't, I so strongly believe in what will unravel and be uncovered from a duration of time. So my photo sessions are always at least two hours. And I, I let a family always know that no matter whatever happens in this photo session, whether it's tears, uh, a tantrum, um, like, I don't even know something breaking. I don't even know whatever it is, is a gift. There is nothing that can mess up this photo session because you have no idea. 
idea what you look like when you're comforting your child. Like you have no idea how beautiful it is. Like if, you know, they skin their knee and they're screaming, crying and you're helping them. Like every single thing that happens is such a gift. I had a, a, a session not too long ago where their little girl the day before she's like, Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. But my two year old, she has a black eye and it's still there. And I really want her to look like herself in these photos. And I, like I hear you totally and completely I hear you I was like but when you think about in like 20 years like having one of these photos on the mantle will her having this sweet little blonde girl with a black eye will her having that black eye um upset you or or will it tell you more of the story of what this season of your life was like and she's like let's do it and I was like um you know it's just we have an opportunity to make photo sessions not like a okay let's get ready and make it through it like it really can feel like a much needed pause for for just being with your family and like loving on them and just doing whatever and so long as the session is just planned around what is the most natural to you like whether that's like movie night on the couch or you know going for a walk or eating breakfast in jammies like it just gets to be easy. Like it just like loosen up your idea around what it's supposed to look like. And it will surely feel a thousand times better than you might think if you're someone that's a little bit hesitant. Yeah, I love that. I love the black eye story, the season of your life. I know. That's yeah. great. One of mm -hmm. my favorite photo sessions I've ever done was at my house in our backyard and in our house. And the kids were the mm -hmm. most comfortable. And yeah, yeah. It, like, I knew the tears would come at some point. And when you said, like, you don't know what you look like when you're comforting your child, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that was it for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. There are no pictures of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't have pictures of that. Uh, I just went into an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I've taken so many pictures of others doing that. Okay. Well, my partner's about to get an assignment. Yeah. Well, and right. We need to ask and yeah. it's important vice versa. And also, um, you know, I have here your favorite resourceful tip. It's like focus on the heart of an experience and everything else gets better and just going like oh. right there to the heart. That's, that's everything. Oh, a thousand percent. Any, yeah. I also do like education for photographers and like, Anytime someone wants to improve their photographs, like improve the experience, just be present to what is and it will naturally get better. Like, I just think it's not sexy. A lot of people don't want to hear that. But like, if you're not satisfied, satisfied with the photographs you're taking, look at the life, you're, look at the experience. Like, there's no way to, and even if you could, even if you aesthetically make something better, it doesn't matter. It's just, who cares how beautiful something is if it doesn't mean something to you, you know? I feel like that's a mic drop. <laughs> right? It's true. It doesn't, it, it just, that's really what I feel. Like, I really, truly believe, and I don't know how many people, how many photographers, photographers would get pissed off to hear this, but, like, I believe that you could become technically, if you were really like, I want to do this, in a week, you could be making like quote unquote gorgeous photographs. It's not hard. It doesn't, and it also doesn't really matter. I don't think 
just like what are you choosing to like use that for you know like you know they say like people like talking just to talk like are you really saying anything like what is it you know what is it that's important and where where is that where is that source of like honesty and truth um and I don't believe everything has to be like it's not like I'm like if it's not real life it's not anything like there's plenty of like different uh vehicles like fine art or conceptual photography you can orchestrate a fake scene and have it mean a lot to you because of all the symbols or whatever like I really mean this in the most open 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 way um I just really enjoy taking the focus off of the skill part of it and the just the plain aesthetics because it's just such the smallest part you know Everything you say, I'm just like, yes, yes, Bianca. <laughs> I'm really feeling, I'm really feeling into it. And now I need to go like, go for a walk and I don't know, look at nature. The flowers are so beautiful right now um, mm -hmm. around here. Okay. So we are so excited for many reasons. I'm, I'm excited because we're doing our, our, my usual friend who's a photographer is not able to be at the retreat. And that means that we get Bianca at the retreat to take some of her, like deep, mm. real pictures because your style is, I mean, you can feel the feelings in every single picture. And so I'm so honored to offer a different perspective for the women who are, you know, some getting out of their comfort zone and coming for a weekend to have some space by the water. And these, like, I can't capture those pictures for you because I'm going to be there present with you as well. And so we're so excited that you're going to come and, you know, share your art and share tips for us as busy moms and caregivers who have these amazing, you know, I hold up my phone, like these amazing smart computers mm -hmm. right at, at our fingertips, but we're not really sure what, how to, how to capture when we look at your art, mm -hmm. like, I can't do that, but, but you're saying we can. I promise. <laughs> In fact, I promise. <laughs> And you're going to show yeah. us firsthand how to do it because I'm sure we'll all have our phones there. So, yeah, I mean, it's really, truly like the the biggest unlock is just an opening of your own idea of like what a picture is and can be and and seeing the world around you. And really, when you're when you're seeing more of the world around you, it's just because you're seeing what what's something that's inside yourself anyway. And I do believe you know, this retreat sounds like it's going to be such a transformative experience. And, you know, there's an element of, I believe, like, uh, there's like a mix of like, comfort and discovery and healing that can happen in seeing what that might look like. And, you know, uh, once again, there's, uh, first and foremost, whatever pictures exist, I believe, are not immediately meant to be like oh why would I want to share this or what would this be for like I think like the images of that are being taken in such a sacred space as a retreat are really there to like be that emotional and like uh feeling breadcrumb back to that experience you know like first and foremost it's like an, a, an access like it's a, a dog ear on a book to like get you back to like oh I remember what I was feeling in that moment so uh I believe if if for nothing else like just having visuals for the experience that, that is to be had 
will help be a calling card back to, you know, when you feel a little bit far from that experience. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, my first mm-hmm. retreat I went to, there was a photographer there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so weird. And we were doing, you know, yoga and it, 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 it felt like a really safe space. And the pictures from that weekend, it was at a house out in LA. Mm-hmm. And like, I love those pictures of myself because I was truly surrendering and playing full out. And I don't have any other pictures like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like feeling seen. I don't think that there's anything that's more exhilarating in the world is like feeling seen. And I, many times, most times it doesn't entail have anything to do with photographs. It's a feeling of like when someone says something that resonates so deeply with you, you're like, Oh, it's like intoxicating in any form, in a song, in a movie, in a conversation, in anything. Um, so this is just one uh, vehicle modality to like access access that sensation and just have it frozen in time for you. Yeah, we're so excited for you to be there, um, be in our neck of the woods. And if anyone wants more mm-hmm. details about the retreat, you can go to the link um, in the show notes. And we are actively filling up right now. So we only have 15 spots um, and I can't wait to just be in person with you and give you a really big hug and be in your art too. That's oh, I'm so, so excited. I've never been where, where it is. So I'm yeah. so excited to go. It's, uh, oh, we have an awesome house on the water in Edgewater. It's very close to where I grew up. It's, it's a really cool place. Okay. So I have some questions for you and then at the end, well, let's do this now. Where can people best connect with you? This is important stuff. They want to see your uh, art. I mo- yes, I, I mostly hang out on Instagram and it's Bianca Leah Mora and L-E-A, uh, no H in that Leah. Um, and then my website's the same, BiancaLeahMora.com. And you can find any like extra resources um, in my bio link, whatever. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All the things you offer. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so... I think it's really important. One of the reasons I started this podcast is because I was always wondering as I was getting in the crazy seasons of my life where the kids are like getting black eyes and you're trying to walk out the door, you know, with a hundred bags in your arms. I always think to myself, what are other people doing? Like what are other, (laughs) is anyone else doing this? Is it just me? Do people have it more together than me? Um, I want to have some real, 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 real talk about. All right. Like what this season of your life, we talked about seasons really briefly. What, what's happening in this season of your life? Like what do mornings look like or evenings or, you know, like the ages of your kids? Can you give us an insight? So I have a two-year-old. Uh, morning, what do mornings look like? Uh, evenings look like my son taking me hostage in his bed. He, I always have to lay with him before he goes to sleep. And he puts like this system on me, either an arm or a leg, start to try to like slip out to like go about my night, he doesn't pull me back. <laughs> but I'm committed partners like just even like you rip off the band-aid. But at, at this season, I've come to the point where I feel like I cherish that, even though some nights it's really frustrating. Um, most of the time I just need to be really so I know it's not gonna so um, my night and about 70% of the time I fall asleep in his bed and then wake up in the, at midnight to go into my bed all right we lost our audio for a second so when I was asking about mornings and evenings 
we could hear most of what you were saying, but basically you were saying what I still do with a six-year-old TS, you do with your two-year-old, fall asleep in the bed, snuggle. Oh, four-year-old, my four-year-old, four I do. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and wake up a lot of times in the middle of the night in their beds and then mornings they come in your room. Yeah. We're still in that season. And guess what? I love it. <laughs> Sometimes know, it's frustrating, it's really but sweet. it is really sweet. Yeah. And thanks. It thanks for really sharing sweet. that with us too. And I don't know where you cut off, but um, anything else you want to share about morning time? What happens after they come in your room in the morning? Um, we, I'm always the one that ends up getting up with them because my partner's like a hibernating bear and I'm just like a lighter sleeper. So I go down with them and I, in a perfect world, I like to like uh, put the TV on like really low and read a little bit. But every time I'll read like two sentences and they like, can I have a banana? Can I have a yogurt? Can I have water? Can I have, and I'm like, yes, honey. (laughs) I, I love, if I ever get to read a couple pages in the book in the morning, that's what I really love. Um, sometimes I'll try to set my alarm really early so that I can go and turn my fireplace on and just like read a little bit by the fire. But um, most of the time I end up just snoozing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different, uh, I've been there. There's so many different stages. Sometimes they wake up and I get excited to see them. And other times I'm like, this is my time. Go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> So it's never perfect. And then um, one day I was just like, you know what? They sense my energy in the house. And isn't that, I'm just going to reframe this. And isn't that so sweet? But now I'm like, it's still my time. You can watch TV. Let me get you TV snack. I'm about to get back on my bike. Like you need anything. But mine are older. The two and the four-year-old don't understand quite as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I do. I think you're the one that told me that, that like, it's like they actually sense your energy. And that is very sweet. It also can be a buzzkill. <laughs> but it's very sweet. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any favorite mantras or quotes right now in this season? My favorite quote is a Sylvia Plath quote. And it's remember, remember, this is now, now, now. Uh, I want to. Uh, hold on. Is it on my website? Hold on. This is important. I might get it tattooed on me. Um, not the whole quote, but the remember, remember, this is now, now, now. Um, uh, that it's relates just a, back it's to a, what we were just talking about. It's something like, I want to, I want, hold on, I'm sorry. But why not? We already messed up the end of the recording. Why not? We'll edit. <laughs> or not, because I don't really want to do a lot of editing. <laughs> Uh, yeah (laughs) it's real okay remember remember this is now and now and now live it feel it cling to it I want to become acutely aware of all I've taken for granted Hmm. um it's just very powerful to me I love that quote so much yeah that it's it's that's a great quote in Mm -hmm. any in anything you're doing at any time of the day but then even just thinking about kids waking up in the morning you're like remember this is now remember this is now (laughs) like you know, yeah. yeah, now, 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 yeah. uh-huh. Just tattoo it so you can read it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> um, okay, so I would love to ask this question. Everyone's different, and, and some of this is personal choice, but what is worth spending on and what is not worth spending on? I really 
effing hate the idea of not getting your morning coffee like splurge because it adds up. I hate that. It's true. It does add up very much. However, it's like when I get like if I'm craving a coffee in the morning and I get an iced coffee, I can't even tell you the way it fuels my soul and my day. So I um, am at the, (laughs) this is not financial advice because no one would be taking financial advice from me, but I really love spending guilt and shame free over whatever the hell deeply resonates with your soul. And I do feel like you need to do a little work to decipher if that's something that's coming out of like, you know, something that's being sold to for like a pressury way or something that's like, because you don't feel like enoughness or something that it's just setting you on fire because you're excited to learn it or have it or whatever. So when something feels like aligned and true and just life-giving for you, go for it. Anything that is like, meh, don't, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, whether it's like, if you're like, don't really care about going out to eat, then don't like save your money. If you love going out to eat and just like having just someone bring you your food and not worry about cleaning up, then do that more often. You know, I just really love the idea of like not trying to, you know, pick the lowest hanging fruit of like, what can I cut out of my expenses? Like, leave the things that give you life and just like, like really prune back on the things that you're like, you know what, this is just noise. I don't need this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fully. I operate on a, on a hell yes. I'm either a hell yes or a no. I mean, every decision I make, I don't do a lot of internal battling on like, should I spend on this? Should I not now? Granted Mm -hmm. again, this is not a financial advice podcast, but but, (laughs) if something comes up, I'm either a hundred percent, I'm going to buy, like, I'm going to buy that, do that be there yeah. or I'm like eh, and that's it and it it's a lot easier yeah. that way too yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah sometimes it can be hard sometimes like it's like hard to distinguish like or it's hard to realize that you're not a hell yes because you're like I really do want this but there's something that's like ah. and it's not a hell yes just save right? it for something like, that it's a hell yes mm-hmm. yeah I love that and I love mm-hmm. coffee and good coffee right yeah yes <laughs> it's yeah. worth it Awesome. I love that. Um, favorite read and favorite listen. Ooh, <laughs> those are that's a big question. Oh gosh. Favorite read. Uh, well, I just finished uh, Rick Rubin's the creative act um, book. And I believe that it is a literal gift to humanity. Uh, if you create, I think everyone's an artist. They truly do. I don't, I just, your life is your art as well. So I believe that it's applicable to anything, but especially like specifically creators that are in the making of things. Um, I highly recommend that book. I just finished it today. Uh, And then what is my listen? What is my listen in podcast? Oh my goodness. Podcast is my listen. Um, But what podcast? I don't know. There's just so many. Can you even choose what podcast you listen to? I don't even know. I'm like scrolling. I'm like actually blinking out from overwhelm. Um, there's well, so many good ones. We'll add it to the show notes if you think about it, but no pressure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll add it to the show notes. Um, I think I just truly want to say that uh, something that someone that's been really adding to my 
uh life if you're in any form like a entrepreneur of any sort uh uh, Simone Soul's joyful marketing. Okay. She's just, just all about removing the shame and like just being a real human. So I would, I would call her out for one of the ones that I believe are like really, really good. I'm going to add that to my list. Cause that sounds right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. couple more best or worst advice you've ever received. Ah. <sighs> This one's uh, a little bit heavy on my heart. I hope I don't cry. I don't feel like crying. Um, So this is, oh, this is hard to say out loud, but it's um, from my dad and it's both the best and the worst. (laughs) He always says, keep your eyes open. Um. I've never said this before. It's very emotional for me right now. Uh, so my dad's a very um, worrisome guy. I mean, he's in the army, grew up New York Italian, never sit with your back to a door in a restaurant. Like, so the way he says it is very much like fear-based. And I've spent a lot of my life, and it's something that it's like a very large struggle in my life is like being afraid of everything like literally even like in a physical just safety way in life and um my partner always says like when we go out I look like a little field mouse like head on a (laughs) swivel because it's just like always and it's exhausting to be like always looking for like what to brace yourself for right but I do believe that the higher gift the higher intention and like the silver lining that comes with that is like always keeping my eyes open and like I'm as heightened as I am of like sad stuff and scary stuff and whatever like it is through that sensitivity that I'm able to see why and how important all of the beautiful stuff is so it's um that I'm gonna have to spend a couple days unpacking this one. Thanks, Katie. I thought these were like the light questions at the end of the show. Um, not I just got ass. chills. Yeah. Chills. Yeah, it, it's like really, it's something that I really actually feel like I'm gonna have to dive deeper into because um, it's like a, a curse and a gift, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's a keep your one. eyes open. <laughs> I love this question because everyone knows the answer to it, but we don't share them often. So it's like, they're deep in there. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. For- I didn't expect it. Like at first when you asked me that, I thought, I was like, Oh, I don't remember. And then like in an instant, I was like that. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything else that you um, want to share or maybe something that you want to, you know, share out to women, moms, caregivers who are doing the thing in whatever season of life? Um, The biggest thing uh, outside of uh, anything that I like offer service-wise or anything that, you know, any resource, any anything, I just so passionately want to normalize whatever, even without even knowing what you're going through, just normalizing it. I think so much of the pain and the struggle and the severity in moms and caregivers and like 
the weight that is held comes from this, even if you're not realizing it, this pressure to be for everyone, this pressure to be enough, this pressure to provide, this pressure to succeed, this pressure to, and like as much as you can, and it'll be like a lifelong thing, just keep peeling that shit off. Um, I had a really, really hard time with postpartum um, anxiety and depression with my first kid. And I I say that I was really angry at everyone and no one during that time because I felt so whiplashed by that feeling because I had never seen anyone talk about it. I, you know, I didn't expect it. I really, I specifically tried to have a kid. I had a healthy kid. I felt like, how dare I feel this horrible and it's because I never saw anyone talking about it. And then as I was panicking, going into forums, I was seeing these women that have never said a word in their whole life or for a year and feeling that I'm like, I don't know that I would have freaking survived if I didn't let it out, you know? So the biggest, most important thing that I always try to do and, you know, sometimes maybe to a fault, I'm so transparent that I just, I feel so strongly that like if something I can say, even if it's like uncomfortable or like not flattering from like my experience, like the idea that like my love for my son in those first few weeks of life was more clinical than ethereal, like that's just real. You know what I mean? And I don't, I think that's so panic inducing for someone to feel like an alien in their body and in their lives. And like, um, yeah, so that's like the biggest thing for me is to like, whatever it is you're going through, like, you're not alone. It's just that maybe there hasn't been someone that feels strong enough to share that it's they're going through it too. You know, I'm like literally shaking. (laughs) So it's so yeah, it's 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 really heavy. And I don't I'm not trying to end on a heavy note. But it's really the most as you said it as no at no plan. I didn't even read that question. I, I think it's the most important thing we can do for each other as women, for everyone, like men too, but like specifically from obviously, because I'm a woman and this is what I think is really unique to us right now, especially in this time in the world. Like it's just this unshaming of like all the shit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for just really being yourself. No doubt, of course, <laughs> but but just for really coming in here and sharing the real and all the amazing things that you're doing in the world, you're doing great work. We can't, I can't wait to see you. Like it's going to be like in two, not even two months. So it's going to be great. So excited. So excited. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me. I'm so excited that you started this podcast. I can't even tell you. Um, And I just can't wait to see just what more goodness you dream up into this world because it is, I've told you before, but it's contagious. So I'm so excited. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Oh, and one more thing. I want to remind you that we have some really fun events coming up um, where you can connect with like-minded women in person. We are hosting a next level celebration for Mother's Day, the Friday before Mother's Day on May 12th. So if you're listening to this real time, May 12th, Mom's Night Out in Millersville, Maryland. It's a two-hour event. We're going to have prizes. Your first drink is free. We're going to have a private room where we can connect and really just like 
be together. There's going to be some amazing women coming out. It's going to be a really, really good time. We do these Moms Night Outs bi-monthly, and this one is going to be a full-on celebration. So come on out if you are local in the Chesapeake, Maryland area. Um, And then whether you're local or not, we are hosting our spring retreat the uh, first week in June. It is June 2nd through 4th. We have a house on the water in Edgewater, Maryland for the entire weekend. And it is going to be, I say the word magical, but like it is going to be just straight, like pure fire, just so many amazing things. We have so many women. Um, It's an intimate retreat, but we have so many awesome women already committed to be there with us. Some who are going to be leading us through things like a a women's circle. We're going to be doing a releasing activity down by the fire pit, um, really connecting with ourselves. We're going to be doing yoga on the platform by the water. um, And we have a photographer who's coming, who's going to be there to connect with us, teach us about taking pictures from our phones as busy working moms and women and caregivers in this world to really capture the moments Um, and so many other things. We have a local mom caterer who is going to be catering an amazing meal, afternoon meal for us on Saturday. There's going to be free time. We're right on the water. Like I said, I keep saying that because it's just like this house is glorious. I've actually been there before um, with plenty of space in the house to have your own free time to move about as needed and to just really um, have a weekend where you can recharge and reconnect with yourself, but then also connect with other women. Um, we'll be doing some sharing and learning from each other. And that's just what it's all about. We're always learning when we're with each other and growing because I know we're all busy and I know this time is really hard to take for yourself. Like I don't take it lightly for those women who have, who have committed to coming out and taking a weekend away for themselves. But I promise you, you will leave this weekend feeling recharged. You will have released something, um, whatever that you may need in this season of life. And you will have a whole group of women that you met in person that went through the experience with that you can lean on, who can support you moving forward in your world. So if you want to know more information about that, uh, you can DM me right away, uh, right directly from Instagram, or you can go to my website at katiedragas.com backslash retreat. You get the details there. You can register right there. Let me know if you have any questions. I cannot wait to be with you for this experiential weekend. It is going to be like no other. Um, If you have any energetic pools to be there, message me right away because it will fill up and it's only for 15 women. So I can't wait to hear uh, what questions you have and see you in person at one of these events coming up. Thanks for listening. I hope you got something out of this conversation today, whether it pumped you up or made you think a little bit. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe so that you are one of the first to know when a new Cheers Mama podcast episode comes out. We have some amazing working mama interviews coming up that you won't want to miss. And if you want to go the extra mile, I really appreciate it if you would write a review. I would love to hear from you. And it also helps this podcast grow, which would be really amazing. Thank you for your time. Have a fabulous day. Cheers, mama. Cheers, mama.